that and charas and ganja was available and stuff like that but then uh, uh, it's really about uh, where you keep your focus where you keep your energy and uh, i decided that i was i was going to do all the good things that i could and i just kind of uh, wanted to stay strong uh, so uh, which is why i looked at all the constructive things i could do Welcome to Intensify Humanity podcast. We bring the stories of ordinary human beings with extraordinary journeys. They have been grinded through life in terms of extreme challenges, guilt, shame, and things people cannot even imagine. All because they made a choice or decision in life. They are literally not just inspiring, but intensifying humanity through unconventional ways to such an extent that other human beings are inspired and pushed to live to their highest potential in life. I Sundata Sarkar your host today will bring about the story of one such human being I hope you find this episode inspirational How does it feel to you when you get up in the morning and find yourself in the solitude of nature in the lap of greenery and serenity with no worries no tension no pollution no crowded population A dream life, isn't it? Adding to the cherry on the cake, you are doing something you simply love to do. The Himalayan writing retreat is the dream that this person is living right now. But that is not the end of the story. It was not always like this. Imagine one day, just like you and me, this human being waking up and going for work and all plans are set with his family for the Christmas Eve in the year 2012. when suddenly he finds himself landing in jail that fateful weekend transported him from a normal world to a completely different dark world which no person on earth wishes to visit in his entire lifetime the renowned author of the book the bad boys of bokaro jail the former ceo of hcl learning limited and an excellent living example of a never give up attitude Chetan Mahajan is redefining and intensifying humanity by his stories, experiences, wit and contributions to the world. A warm welcome to you on Intensify Humanity podcast. So let me ask you the first question Chetan that uh, how do you start your day especially when you are currently in the lap of Himalayas right now? So I'm a very early morning person so I'm usually up around 5. and my day starts with writing so uh, because that's a time when i have undisturbed uh, completely uh, focused time where i can be creative so usually from 5 to about 7 7:30 i do my writing and then my day starts actually in fact the sun rises right in front of my study so i we've designed the house such that um, i can see the dawn when i'm uh, at work because it's my favorite time of day so uh, yeah it is a great time to be up and running so himalayan writing retreat right so what is it all about and how did it originate so the himalayan writing retreat is really um, the outcome of an idea that we had it was a very untested idea there wasn't any such entity at least in india um, <clears throat> at the time in 2016 when we started and um, the idea was a simple one that if there is a place where people can come either to learn so a lot of people want to write but they don't know how to write Uh, or if they want to come just to um, you know if you're a writer you already know what you want to write but you need a place which is free of distraction and which has a lot of inspiration and silence then uh, we wanted to create such a place so that we could enjoy it and we could also help other people enjoy it 
and uh, so started off with a with a small course which we designed i'm a published author as you know yes. and uh, it was a three day course and we put it out there and a fair number of people turned up and then we built it slowly from there so now it's uh, fairly well established and we get people who are interested in learning how to write we get um, career authors who want to come here and uh, you know be left alone basically and we also do courses on things like blogging and storytelling so uh, yeah but everything related to writing storytelling basically we we work in that domain wow i'm sure for all the writers and bloggers out there including me it's a heaven for us let me ask you the next question chetan your first book that is the bad boys of bukaro jail right it was written when you were at a place where no one even wants to even visit so could you just tell us the story behind it sure so uh, for the first 20 years of my career i used to be a regular corporate guy i wasn't a writer i wasn't into writing and uh, the corporate world took me um, you know had me travel and i had various responsibilities and i had grown and i recently joined this company called evron uh, and uh, evron had a test prep business um, which i was supposed to be responsible for amongst other amongst other parts of the business and uh, so uh, i mean it was a long story but basically there was one particular center in bokaro city which was doing extremely well and which was uh, but which was not being delivery uh, not delivering to our the promises we have made to the parents and because of that uh, some of the parents became very very agitated up in arms and um, and they uh, filed a police complaint and i ha- i happened to be there on the ground at that particular time and um, since i was the most senior person around uh, the cops landed up arrested arresting me and putting me in jail and i tried to explain to them saying look i've just joined the company and it's very very uh, recent and new whatever is happening october and i was arrested in december and i was explaining to them that i'm not a shareholder i'm not on the board none of those things but uh, they said you know i have to arrest somebody because it's in the front page of the newspaper and you're the most senior guy around so so they arrested me and put me in jail and uh, when i landed up in jail of course that was never part of the plan of any plan mm-hmm. and i'd never expected to find myself there but then my quest was how can i make something worthwhile even out of this experience how can i turn this into a positive and uh, your options in in a prison are very limited because you can uh, write you can uh, read and you can run and walk so those are pretty much the things you can't do you can't do too much else and uh, so i decided that that's what i would do and i started reading i started running or rather continued to run but i also started writing which was a new thing for me but i sat down and i i got a couple of registers because in jail everything is offline and i started writing a very diligent diary every single day in detail about everything that i had experienced and what all went on and that is what then led to uh, i was released after a month and when i came out i had this basically my first draft which was ready and then it took me a while to get back on my feet and then i was working on it and i became a student of writing mm. and finally that book came out a year after my release in 2012 uh, under the title of bad boys of bokaro jail and it was published by penguin which made it uh, sweeter for me than otherwise in those days like literally mm-hmm. the it's like a thunder on your head so what is that one thing that kept you going in there um i mean the, the the one thing that was the most critical most central to me was i knew i had done nothing wrong mm-hmm. and uh, when you know that you've not done anything wrong then uh, that that gives you strength and then of course uh, the other thing which was a huge factor for me was that my friends and families completely rally, rallied around me 
mm-hmm. and they were with me uh, you know the entire time never once had any doubt about my having done anything wrong and uh, so that uh, those two things really com- helped me carry through and and make sure that i came out intact world inside the jail or that world and the outside world are completely different that is fine but there are different sections out there inside the jail yeah. like uh, the supplies and everything there are drugs and everything going on that everybody knows it's an open secret yeah so you were depressed which is mm-hmm. very normal but you mm-hmm. did not give in to that depressed state or the depressed inmates over there in finite times you might have thought that okay just let go or something like that so what stopped you from going to the negative side of it well uh <laughs> so i i think it's a, it's really about who you are i mean there were people in there and when you met with them they told you very matter of factly saying hum sir hum to drug addict ban gaye you know so people saying stuff like that and charas and ganja was available and stuff like that but then uh, uh it's really about uh, where you keep your focus where you keep your energy and uh, i decided that i was i was going to do all the good things that i could and i just kind of uh, wanted to stay strong uh, so uh, which is why i looked at all the constructive things i could do i was looking at the the the, the brighter side and um, i had no idea of course when i was doing all this writing that it would become a book i had no idea that it would uh, <laughs> you know penguin would sign me on or anything like that uh, but it was just what can you do today what can i do in this moment in this hour which is positive and which is constructive and which will keep me um which will keep me strong and uh, so that was really the things i talked about the running writing and the reading mm-hmm. and so i focused on that and um, there was that temptation which was offered i was offered to uh, that i could stay in that ward where these kind of things were freely available there was an ipad there was a television set mm-hmm. and everything else but um, i consciously chose to not move to that ward because if i had um then i would have succumbed or i might have been much more tempted chetan hats off to your will power your courage your determination really <laughs> honestly from the bottom of my heart it was like a new life when you finally came out of that atmosphere and being in corporate for so long i'm sure you must have faced challenges in the professional front too but in your personal life as you mentioned that your family was there to uh, wholeheartedly support you but Mm-hmm. in personal front i'm sure you might have faced lots of challenges when you finally went to your home in that society what is the biggest challenge that you faced in personal front so um, actually i was quite lucky in the sense that after i came out the case was very quickly absolved and i was uh, my name was cleared mm-hmm. and then when i was looking for a job because i had worked with the tatas for a long time and i had a decent reputation okay uh, hcl uh, very kindly said that they would hire me and so i decided to uh, join them but they did say that it can't be an under trials but since my name had been cleared i joined them i mean i was released in jan i joined them in april right um so that was not so much professionally i was kind of back on my feet fairly quickly the thing that uh, was difficult was really the whole um, you know i mean people somehow just thought that something was off mm-hmm. you meet old friends you would meet people who knew you and you know there was something in their eyes which would say that they were looking at you a little differently Yeah. it was uh, you know i mean who, who goes to jail for a month for not having done anything that's a kind of like an underlying assumption that i think people had mm-hmm. and in many ways uh, uh, i think the so 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 that was that was one uh, aspect which was a difficulty the other was immediately after i came out of jail also i was for about a month month and a half i was having a rough time i uh, uh, you know i used to get nightmares and um, 
I have, to have those classic dreams that there's a train standing in front of you and you're trying to get on it, but the train's moving and you're not able to 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 mm. catch it. Things like that. So it was. Um, it took me a little time to kind of just get my act together and get myself together before I before I rejoined the workforce. And uh, it was quite. Uh, um, so 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 that was the kind of challenge. And uh, the 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 fact that I wrote the book actually was a very interesting. A flip of that whole situation because then it's like me telling the world that look I sure I went to jail and I've written a book about it and I've shared everything I had to share so it's really not my problem anymore if you still have an issue with it it's really your problem so uh, that was a that was a that was really a way to deal with it amongst other things the way you have come out is completely different and people should see it in a very positive way you are a writer <laughs> of course a published author an entrepreneur and a teacher now right. with all these of extremes of experiences in life what is the one beautiful realization you had or the lesson you learned which you did not had previously when you were in the corporate life um i i think it's it's real it's dawned on me a little more recently but uh, it's really uh, it's really thinking about motivation and i think even in corporates there's a lot of talk about motivation and where does your desire to do something come from you know mm-hmm. uh, you know all humans we inherently have this desire to strive mm. we have to strive i'm striving to build the himalayan writing retreat you are striving to build this podcast mm-hmm. so we all have to strive and uh, the question is where does your where does your motivation where does your inner strength and and the the drive come from and uh, i think when you move outside is when you realize that a lot of the people are looking outside for that drive they're looking for incentives they're looking for financial incentives they're looking for social approval uh, to be able to follow their um, you know to to find the motivation to keep going and to do what they do but uh, i i have come to realize that real joy comes when your drive when your um when your inner motivation is really f- intrinsic it's coming from inside you where you want to build something which matters to you which you take pride in which uh um which means something deep to you and uh, mm-hmm. you know i realized that at least i was at a point in my career where my job wasn't doing that for me anymore i had been in jobs earlier which i had thoroughly enjoyed and which had really helped me uh, grow as a person but now i was flatlining and i was you know i was i was making too many compromises in my life uh, in the city and not getting as much as i wanted out of out of it so uh, that really was the one big thing and i think that's also what kind of drove us to 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 look for a completely alternative way of life and you also mentioned that uh, your son was not well before moving right so yeah, what so happened he- actually so we were living in gurgaon and uh, you know while we were checking a lot of the boxes we couldn't do anything about air quality i um, mean you can have a big house and a nice car but the air that you breathe is something that is a given uh, and um, he had a really bad wheezing problem uh, he's not asthmatic he doesn't have any physical constraints but he had this really bad wheezing problem because of which uh, you know he wouldn't even be able to sleep at night it was it was really bad and we went to various doctors and they all said that if you're going to live in gurgaon then you just have to put him on medication because it's there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. and that was really kind of the last straw i mean there was enough already that we felt was wrong with the city but uh, when this happened then it was like you really don't want to live in this city anymore because that's too big a compromise for anyone to make and so that's when we decided to up the anchor and walk 
Okay, so that was another trigger point for you. Yeah, that was that was really the the big thing, mm-hmm. which which we said that you know what is the reason to stay in the city? It's really about your career or your kids' education, and if you can rebuild your career, if you can find your kids' good education outside of the city, then the negatives of the city were starting to far outweigh the positives of the city, and so we left. All incidences are not bad. Good things uh, come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, it, it has to it has to work. But you have to be look. You have to be able to keep your options open. You can't say that this is it. In my God, what am I going to do? I don't have alternatives. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know, it's life is not a multiple choice question. Uh, sometimes you have to create your own choices because they may not be there on that piece of paper which is sitting in front of you. Uh, and that's the difference between taking an exam in real life. What next, along with uh, the Himalayan writing retreat? Uh, so I'm actually, uh, you know, um, already have my hands full. Because the Himalayan Writing Retreat really is like a startup. And we have a lot of uh, through traffic, people coming in, events. Uh, Right now, for example, is a very busy time because these couple of months, we are very, very heavy on our events. Um, During the winter, it's very light. During the monsoons, it's very light. But in addition to running the Himalayan Writing Retreat and bringing in awesome teachers who can teach various things like storytelling and blogging, Mm-hmm. And also faculty and and writers from the US who come and visit us. The one big thing I have to do is write books. I mean, that's what I uh, that's what my passion is, and that's what I really enjoy. And I have two books that I'm working on right now. One is a novel called Tara and Vishnu, and the other is a nonfiction book called The Rat Who Wouldn't Race. And uh, I'm hopefully hoping to have those two out in the next uh, few months. So hopefully in a year or so, both of them should be out. So that's what my goal is at this point in time. So working on those two books and then in addition, of course, I write this blog called Uncity. So mm-hmm. the whole idea of Uncity is, um, you know, people who are deciding to move away from the city and live an alternative life. So the Uncity thought is, um, is, is so what does it, what does it, what is that real experience? What is the, uh, what is the move like for the family? Uh, how do you make ends meet? Uh, how do things change in terms of people and neighbors and community and, you know, your expectation of privacy and building walls and barriers. So all of those those things are discussed in Uncity blog. And it's actually won an award for humor also from an indie blogger. So uh, that's another uh, thing, which is, again, writing, which I love to do and which I enjoy. And in addition to all this, of course, I ride motorcycles and I uh, I go for long walks. Uh, both Mandita and I, we go for long walks. Mm-hmm. And we keep designing and coming up with new programs at the Himalayan Writing Retreat. So my wife, Vandita, is a clinical psychologist and she's designed this program called Writing for Self, wow. which is really about introspection and reflection, where people are searching for meaning or people are wanting to look within. And they come here and they stay with us for uh, three, four days and they go through the program. So that's a big part of you know the fun of it is just coming up with new things, trying out new stuff. And uh, and a lot of it actually works, so that that makes it even nicer. This is beautiful, and especially the concept of uncity. What specific message you want to give to our listeners? So uh, I would really, you know, want people to um, when you're when you're in a in, when you're in a dark place, don't feel helpless. When you're in a, when you feel like you have no options, uh, don't don't believe that. Um, you can be in a dark place and, uh, and uh, you know, you will still have something positive that you can make out of it. You might feel like your options are limited, but you can actually create options. So there is a lot that you can do. There is a lot that can be done, which will 
really uh, which could completely change your life and give you a different direction that you had never even imagined it requires equal a measure of bravery and foolishness because if you try and plan everything out and say that you know everything has to be in perfect shape before i make this move that's never going to happen uh, uh there is always a leap of faith that you have to make and it's about having enough trust and uh, and yeah i mean if you have a partner uh, who who goes along with you on this journey which i think i have been very very fortunate with then um then uh, sometimes you just have to kind of you know it's it's a saying that sometimes you have to uh, jump take the leap and build your wings on the way down so that's really sometimes uh, the path that might be the right one for you if you if you're done with every other thing that was on the horizon i think that's a very powerful message and everybody needs that especially the reason that uh, i'm doing the podcast of this theme is mm-hmm. really aligned to that and uh, yeah really thank you for sharing that message now we'll have the quick question round what is your favorite book my favorite book is uh, zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance by robert m persig um it's really a book on philosophy it's not on motorcycle maintenance but um, <laughs> but i love that book because i think it's the antidote to a lot of the stuff that ayn rand and people like that right so what is the most important self development ritual you do every day uh, i think just uh, staying fit going for long walks and having a conversation with my wife uh, about everything that's happening uh, that's a that's a that's a very important part of life Mm-hmm. the other is i'm always learning um, you know even if it's like trying to build himalayan writing retreat uh, i have to learn how to be a better writer i have to learn how to be a better teacher i have to uh, learn to be a better internet marketer and all of those things so i'm constantly learning and that's a big part of um, you know just continuing to grow great so student of life yes so who is your role model you know i don't have one <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't okay. know if I have a role model um I I've just tried to be the best person I can be uh, that's my role model I guess So uh, till now what is the best memory from the Himalayan writing retreat uh from these 4 years <laughs> well um there have been lots of very very nice memories so uh, I haven't I'm I do, I don't have one particular one that comes to mind but i think the best memory was you know we've been announcing programs for a long time mm-hmm. and uh, we were putting it out there and we were uh, you know hoping people would come and we always have an upper limit of 10 people because we think more than that is too much of a compromise but uh, for the first year or so that was just uh, on paper because we never got 10 applicants we would only get 3 or 4 or 5 <laughs> but we would still very loudly say no no we don't take more than 10 people and then after that about last year or so we actually started getting enough applicants that we had to start turning people away mm-hmm. and uh, i think that was a really good feeling mm-hmm. because that was also reaffirmation that yes uh, we are doing something right things are starting to work properly and uh, and um, yeah so I, i think that was definitely one of probably the most most satisfying things was uh, starting to see that people are coming and the other thing which matters a lot to me is um, both on google and facebook we have a 5 on 5 rating it's not like 4.9 it's 5 on 5 every single review is a five star review wow. and that gives us a lot of satisfaction because this is not and we didn't game it you know we didn't hire people or anything this is <laughs> this is real people over the last 3 years who've come and been with us and 
have gone back saying it was fantastic so that that is that's again very very satisfying so uh, the last question what would you be if not an entrepreneur or a writer i would be a professional motorcycle something i don't know what um if somebody would pay me to ride a motorcycle across mountains i would probably be doing that job uh that job doesn't exist <laughs> but i do um, i do travel a lot and i do ride my bike a lot but that's my other big passion and i have to be very careful because obviously i have a family and kids but uh, at the same time i don't let it go i i i own a motorcycle uh, technically in fact i own two mm-hmm. and i still make it a point that i'm riding and and you know enjoying that part of life as well Wow, so you're a big passionate rider. It was lovely talking to you because it's like a fresh view about everything in life. Your experiences, like your outlook, your contributions, the way you are uh, like contributing to the world, you are intensifying each and everything that you are doing, be it a complete new concept like the Himalayan writing retreat, be it uh that uncity concept it's beautiful right. and yes you are intensifying humanity to a huge extent i'm sure people who are listening right now will definitely love to visit that place and definitely love to listen more of you sure thanks and so much yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming to my show thank, thank you, you so, so much. much i really appreciate you inviting me and i've enjoyed it a lot and uh if this can reach even one person to whom it will offer inspiration i'll be very happy definitely definitely it'll reach lots of people sounds yeah. great thank you everyone for tuning into my show that was chetan mahajan the person after getting struck down by unpredictable circumstances in life never gave up never got drowned in negativity but in turn intensifying humanity to the best possible extent i hope you found this episode inspirational 